Welcome to the Joey and Amanda podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. Very excited for this one. Hi, everybody. We have a new segment today. Oh. Is a segment something that we are committing to? Oh, uh, well, maybe it's a one-time thing. Oh. <laughs> um, we are not experts, but we have advice. Are you ready? I am. Here we go. Situation one. <laughs> I want to move in with my boyfriend of two years. I'm 23, he's 25. But my parents are very religious, and they will probably disown me if I do that. They are really wonderful people who have done so much for me. What so are the ages? She's 23, he's 25. Okay. They are really wonderful people who have done so much for me, so I feel terrible letting them down. But my friends keep saying I need to make my own life, not follow their rules. Plus, I would finally love to get a kitty, but I can only afford a place that allows pets if I live with my boyfriend. Uh, I have actually a close friend that went through this. Mm -hmm. The way she did it was interesting. I'm not saying like, you know, ever, uh, do whatever feels right for you and I'll, and we'll talk, talk through it. Mm -hmm. But for her, she just would sleep over his place. Mm-hmm. And then it was like every time she slept over, she would like bring more clothes and more things. <laughs> yeah, toothbrush. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, pair of shoes. And then before the parents knew it, she was already like moved in. It wasn't right. like a big, it wasn't like a huge move out. Like it wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden she just spent the day moving out. It was like mm -hmm. before she knew it. But she's worried that if she does that, her parents yeah. are, then she's in. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, so yeah. here's, here's what I'm thinking. She was worried too, because they are religious, right. what I'm talking about. Right, right. Um. But what what are you what are you thinking? My my thought is it seems like to me that that she hasn't actually talked to her parents about it because she said they probably will decide. Right. So I think you need to sit down with your parents and tell them how you feel and tell them what you want. Right? And yeah. and and explain like that, you know, I want, you know, I want to start my own path, start my own life, but I want your guys's support because you know i love you and i want to mm -hmm. remain close with you guys but i want to also do my own thing i'm 23 yeah 23 yeah 23 so i i think like you know you need to actually find out for real how they feel about it yeah and um and hope that they're gonna support to support it but but it's like you're one you're like thinking that you, you could be mm -hmm. surprised you could tell them that and they could be supportive of it yeah and this whole time you were thinking yeah this other thing yeah what do you think about that i i love that i think it's very important to have communication my one thing would would be is instead of saying i want or tell them what you're planning to do yeah. is let like say i'm going to uh -huh. so they don't have space or room to say you can't do it or no right. or right. you know I would say have a conversation with them. Let them know what your plan is, what your date is. Like mm -hmm. put a date. I think that it's good to talk about things out loud and actually plan them. Like put mm -hmm. a specific date that you're looking at of when you're going to move. Like write a plan out so it's not just all in your head. Right. And um, Right, like be, pre be prepared when you talk to them. It kind of makes it sound... It gives them confidence that you know what you're doing that you're exactly. ready for this if you seem like you're asking them for advice or you're kind of not sure then it gives them more of an opportunity to kind of tell you what to do you know what i mean right, that's right. what i think yeah so, i think that's i think that's great 
So and having the, a plan. The last thing I would say too, and, and I think I mentioned this, but I just want to reiterate is to also stress to them how much they do mean to you and how much like that their support would mean to you. So it's not yeah. like you're saying to them, I'm moving out and that's what I'm doing. But it's like, I'm moving out or I'm moving here. And mm-hmm. I would, it would mean everything to me if you guys could support me. Yes. In this, yeah. You know, I think that that's great advice. Look at you. <laughs> no, you, um, it was good teamwork. Yeah. That was great. Anything work. else you want to add uh, to situation one? I, what I want to add, let me think. Yeah. Is you're an adult. You're 23 years that's old. A, that's a good point. And the only way that you're going to grow is by figuring out your own path, whether it works out with this boyfriend or not or whatever. It doesn't matter, but you need to do something. And I think one of the biggest like stepping stones in my own life mm-hmm. was moving out of my parents' house and moving in with roommates. And um and it was it was hard and it didn't turn out that great, you know, at one point, but that I grew because of it. Right. And because of that, I was able to after that move and live by myself and then one thing led to another of me meeting joey and i think at the end of the day you have to listen to yourself because you're the one who's going to be living your decision it's not your parents right so you're going to live with them and it's going to be even worse if you do listen to them and then you're going to hold this resentment and regret of what if and then it's gonna it's going to mess up your relationship with your parents in the long run Mm -hmm. even like really bad yeah um so that's what i want to add great well done. <laughs> Nicely done. Ready? So, I oh, wish yeah. you the best. <laughs> yeah, wish you the best. Um, you got this. We believe in you. Yeah. And it's it's always hard to leave the nest. Right. It was hard for me. I me was too. actually, I was 23. Hey. I was exactly 23. How about that? Mm-hmm. For some symbiosis. Yeah, I was 23. And uh, 23 is a good age. Great age. It's a great age. You're a young kid. Yeah. You got your whole life out of you. Yeah. Situation number two. <laughs> I need advice from Joey. What? Oh, I love this. I'm trying really Joey. hard to get a morning routine. How do I stick with it when I lack motivation? I want to wake up early and exercise daily. Yeah, that's a Joey question for sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I know you're asking for advice from me, but here's the thing. It's not hard for me to do that in the morning. It's actually, it's a struggle for me not to do that. So. I can't give advice. But. I'm all over the place. But you can. And let me tell you why. (laughs) No, you can. Here's what I'm thinking. I've heard you give this incredible advice three gazillion times about making a habit out of something. Uh Can you, can you give that, that advice about how to make a habit, how to make something a habit? But you have to take it away because you are so good at it. And my mornings are all over the place. But but do you get why I'm kicking it I, over to I you I know for why a you're kicking it over. There's this book that I highly recommend. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. And it just talks about the psychology of habit forming and habit making. And um, if you're wanting to start something, you have to make it very easy and accessible to you Mm -hmm. so for example if you want to work out every morning if you set out all of your workout clothes i mean even if you sleeping is a little intense but they do say like sleep in your workout clothes or maybe your workout shirt or whatever yeah um but more realistically if you put your workout clothes right next to your bed and your shoes when you wake up in the morning do that first Mm -hmm. and 
the easier it is for you to reach these things that you want to do in the morning, like let's say it's stretching or yoga, then put out your yoga mat the night before and your yoga clothes or whatever. Yeah. Um, So that's what I've learned with Atomic Habits. That is not something that uh, I'm really wanting to do right now because we still are living in the apartment building. We actually move next week. And I just don't want to go down the elevator and I just don't want to do that. But we'll talk about this later on the podcast because that is something that I want to do is work out every single morning and go for a walk. And I really think I will be doing it. And then I know that I will be doing it in the new house because it'll be easier. There's no elevator. There's no, there's no stopped in your tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. You can't just say, I know, or hope you have to change your mindset Mm. to, I know, or I will. Right. Um, so that's another trick. All right. So that's all I have to give for that. No, that's great. And that's exactly what, what I had in mind with you adding for that. I'm only, I'm only going to add one more thing. And it's that, you know, like Amanda and I spend, like every second of every day together. But I do... Except mornings. But that's my point, is I do love... I need my alone time. Like, it's mm-hmm. just... I just need it. And you do too. Like, we... I think yeah. all of us as humans think humans do. need it, yeah. Yeah. So, that's my time. Yeah. And and I'm... And every day I wake up, I'm excited for it. Like, I'm excited to get up and have time in the morning where I can just collect myself and think and... and have your coffee. And I have my coffee and I do my exercises, my stretching, all that good stuff. And I look forward to it because I look forward to, to that alone time that I get to spend with myself. Yeah, and then which I is get so to, important. So important. And then it makes it so exciting when I hear, good morning, in the room <laughs> and I get to go run in there and it's the best. So we have such a fun routine. But I think that that's it is, is think of it more as like that's your time. Yeah. Like that's your time with yourself. Yeah. I'm thinking like, let's see, what's the first thing you want to do when you wake up? Everybody has a different thing. Most humans, I think at this point, this day and age is Mm -hmm. they pick up their phone to see what they missed while they were sleeping. Right. So maybe you can put your phone in a different room or your workout right in top of your workout clothes. So you're going to wake up, you're going to want to, you're going to have that habit of going on your phone. Uh So your body's going to crave it. So it'll wake you up to go get the phone it's already going to be on top of your workout clothes. So then you can go work out yeah. and do that. I'm just trying to think of like hacks and tricks for your brain. Okay. I'll add one more uh, talking about trick for your brain. When I finish a workout or a run or something like that in the morning, I feel like I accomplished a huge goal and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so, nice. so it's before noon and I'm already feeling like I had a great, I've already accomplished a lot today. Yeah. So I sweat and I, you know, did something productive for my body. So that's another thing too. It's like a little brain uh, trick Yeah. And I think that it probably makes your day just better yeah. once you work out. And because you get those happy endorphins. And I think that, you know, getting that already so early in your morning. Yep. Just helps you out. Definitely. I think this. Oh, 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 oh. One more. Music. Music helps a lot. Like, so... If you have headphones or AirPods or whatever, when you get up, put a, put a, put music on because it gets you like pumped up and ready to do these actually Like it's hard to just, it's hard to just like wake up and like go do a work. If you put, like I put music on right away. And I'm, I didn't know that. And I start moving and dancing and grooving and I'm ready <laughs> to go. So that's the last thing I'll add. Oh, I had no idea. I think you're ready to go. Tomorrow morning <laughs> you are waking up and you're going to have an incredible workout. Ready to move on? 
Yes. Oh, one more thing about yeah. this workout thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you live in an apartment, but you could get like a bike. I have a bike. And oh, yeah. Stationary, a stationary yeah, bike. Yeah, stationary bike. Yeah. And that can kick off your workout because it's so easy. Like you can just walk to like your living room or wherever you're going to end up putting it. You can work on the bike. And then while you like, I feel that if you already started, your body's going to keep going. Right. Um. Anyways, last thing. That was my last addition to that. Situation number three. An ex and I were the best of friends since we were 11, but our relationship ended badly. I put quotations because we just had the very modern relationship that we only called a thing. What is it? What are they talking about? Like a thing. Like a thing. Like a thing, like a fling. Like it wasn't like they, I think they were just like hooking up. Oh, and it wasn't okay, like, okay, okay. I think that's what they mean. Okay. Um, he left for a different country to play college basketball and I was still here in the U.S. And about a year into being a thing, I started to get a gut feeling there was someone else. I was right. And it turns out every time he was in the U.S., he was with me. And when he was in the other country, he was with her. When I found out, I did eventually cut him off. But there was still a lot of back and forth for a while until I realized it was so toxic. The two of them broke up and we started to fix our friendship. Truly just our friendship. Then he told me he wanted to try us again. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) I was unsure I wanted to risk our friendship again, so I took it very slow. Then three weeks later, he flew the girl here to the U.S. He took her to my favorite spots in town, took her to my favorite city, New York City, which we planned on going to around the same time, and he proposed to her there. Whoa. A few weeks later, they were Hold married. On, that was like, what, a month or a few he, weeks later? Yeah. Three weeks later. Oh, yeah, wow. three this weeks later. This guy's the worst. A few weeks later, they were married. I blocked him everywhere. He couldn't contact me. A mutual friend told me his wife left the U.S. again. That night, he called me from a different number. I just hung up. We never had closure or a conversation. I thought him marrying her was closure enough. I have healed a lot from the relationship aspect of it. It's been three years now, but lately, I can't help but miss our friendship. I miss my best friend. I want to forgive him. I want to talk to him. I just don't know if I should. And I hate feeling like there's something wrong with me because I want to forgive him and see how he is after everything he put me through. Is something wrong with me? Is this me repeating the cycle? But truly, it's about our friendship this time. I know it deep in my heart and soul. But is it even worth it? What do I do to find closure just on my own about our friendship? Or do I forgive and open the door to a conversation with him? Any advice would be so appreciated. I can't talk about this to my friends and family because everyone hates him. Yeah. But I truly would love some insight. Oh, man. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where do I begin with this one? I feel like a little... Rolling up her sleeves. (laughs) I feel like a little bit of similarities in the situation. Um, Number one, you should really listen to our podcast episode with Elizabeth Chrome House. Yes. It's about relationships. I was going to say that. Nice. Yes, it's about relationships. that's, That's not non-expert advice she has a master's in therapy um i think you'd really enjoy that episode yes 
first off, number one, you <laughs> you are going to start a cycle if you want to be friends again and you just feel like you miss the friendship and all of that. I think number two, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think that um, any human being that you have a deep connection with at one point in your life, whether it's romantic or friendship or whatever, you, there's always going to be some type of connection to this person because you opened up kind of like your soul to that person and mm -hmm. they did to you too. And you can find that with literally any human being you do that with. Right. Like it's not like you think it was very special because it was like that one person, but you can find there's so many people on this planet. Yeah. And um, there's other people that you can open up with and they won't lie to you. They won't cheat on you. Right. It will be so pure and so nice. And I know that in your mind, you might think like, oh, but I understand this person. He did it because of this trauma he had or because of what he saw when he was growing up or right. whatever excuse you're giving. And it, it's not an excuse. It's true. These people that are like that, that are liars and and manipulative and all of that, it comes from some type of trauma. It comes from some type of childhood thing. So that is true. But you can really find other people. And I don't think that you should waste your time. If your family and your friends both, if, if they hate him, the people that you love the most and the people that love you the most cannot stand this person, it's usually for a reason. It's usually for a reason. And it's actually a very big red flag that you're in an abusive relationship. There's a lot of people that are in abusive relationships and you don't even know it. It happened to me. There's actually a list. We talk about it under the podcast episode with Elizabeth Cromhout. Mm -hmm. There's a great list online where you can go and you can start check checking. Um, it's kind of like a list is like, oh, if you have the flu, these are your symptoms. Right. It's like if you are in an abusive relationship, these are the symptoms. Like uh -huh. these, this is what you have to look out for. And when I was in these type of relationships, I looked at this list and I was like, oh my gosh, I literally checked off almost all of them. So um, my advice is to not talk to somebody, if some, to, to this person. Mm -hmm. If this person lies to you, cheats on you, knows that they're going to make you upset, but still does things on purpose. I mean, come on, you think about it. You want to find somebody that loves like you do. You right. would never do that to him, right? I'm sure you would. I mean, you would never do that to him. When I was in these situations in my past where I've been lied to, cheated on, I never cheated on. I never cheated on them. Even though they did it to me, I never. I could. I don't have a bone in my body that's like that. You need to find somebody like that. And the more that you're holding on to this negative energy or this like negativity or line type mm -hmm. of person, whether you're holding on to them as a friend or as a as a romantic partner, it's not it's not good to have that in your life. Yeah. So it's amazing what happens when you let go of that. You're never going to forget. It's not like, oh, OK, you're not going to forget about that person. Like eventually you'll forget about the moments you had. But what I'm saying is you you just close the door, you start a new life, mm -hmm. you block them. I'm just going to add one thing. Yeah. It seems like, too, the friendship is tarnished. Yeah. There's like, no what friendship. friendship. After yeah. everything that this person has done to you, yeah. this person is not a friend. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I agree. Also, maybe 
I don't know too much of your background or what you've experienced, but maybe, you know, I think that I could be wrong in your own life. You've seen two people treat each other badly, whether it's your parents, whether it's like a family member, an aunt, whatever. Maybe you've seen two people treat each other badly, but they still love each other and they still have made it work. So you think that it's possible. But I promise you, there's so much more out there and so many beautiful people that are waiting to be loved, just like you're waiting to be loved and give out Mm -hmm. real, true love. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I were you, and I was trying to decide like you are, like you're going backwards if right. you're trying to, yes. you're Good going point. backwards, right. just close the page. Oh, this is what I was trying to say. Okay. Like that, that part is still part of your story. Mm-hmm. Like you're this, these past relationships is still part of your story, but it doesn't like stop extending the chapter, like close the page, right. go on to your new part of your life. Right. That's your past. It's over with. Right. And there's so many beautiful things that are going to come and you just can't keep rewinding. Right. That's such a good point. They're still part of your history, even though you block them out. It doesn't mean you're blocking them out of everything that you've experienced, but you use that to learn what you don't want. And I something. just want to say you are worthy of a healthy love. You yeah. don't have to settle. If you give others just true, pure love, you're honest, you're loyal, you give your best every day, you deserve that back. Don't settle. There are so many people out there in the world. And when you're open to that, at least, okay, this is what I did. So when I went through the, I've talked about this a million times, if you've already, if you're part of the podcast, but I'll say it again for all the new listeners. But, you know, after I went through very long, abusive, bad relationships where I got cheated on four years back to back, eight years of my life. I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend time by myself. I'm going to figure out who I am, what I want. And I think it's so important to have that time. And when you do what I did Mm -hmm. is I visualized what I wanted in a person. And I knew that there was somebody out there that can love the way I love, like truthfully, honestly, and just give me their whole heart. Mm -hmm. And I felt that if I wasn't going to find that, then I will end up, I had a feeling I always would, but I thought I'd rather have that than than be in an abusive, horrible relationship. Then I figured out how to be happy by myself. Mm -hmm. But this this one kind of hit like, what is it called? The nerve. Yeah, it hit hit a a nerve. nerve. Yeah. But I wish you the best. Yeah. And... I'm telling you, listen to that episode. Look that list up. Yeah. If your family and your friends do not like the person, it is a huge red flag. It's there's a reason. Yeah. That happened to me too. So, and now I, I get it. My family and my friends love Joey like their own family member and like a son and Well, I love them too. <laughs> Situation number 4. <laughs> so weird uh wondering if we should move was it strange and harder to buy a house in a pandemic we would also be selling our house and buying a new house i'll let you take that i'll just say it's it is a seller's market it is interest rates are low yes they're low yeah um however i mean out here 
uh, all I can speak to is real real estate out here in, in, California. in California. And I've heard too. Oh yeah, in like North Carolina, that, that, that it's a seller's market. Seller's market. Too. Yeah. So what that means is that there are way more buyers out there than houses available to be bought. So it makes uh, each house very competitive. Yes. Um, we, we heard of actually our real estate. Uh, we said this in the last episode, but just in case you're new, um, <laughs> our real estate agent uh, told us that one of her clients just had to pay $400,000 more than asking. the asking price. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's sort of what you're dealing with as a buyer. Yeah. Um, I mean, not always. Ours, ours was like a hundred, close to a hundred thousand over asking price. Well, po- point is, you're dealing with, you're gonna have to. I mean, it's competitive. Yeah. It, so it's good for you because you're selling your house. That's that's what so, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, but they it, are buying also. Selling and buying, but you know, she's saying, wondering if we should move. Like, we we didn't choose to move or not move because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like that was, this was always our goal. Like this summer was when we were moving. Mm-hmm. So way before the pandemic. And we, I'm like, I don't yeah. care what's going on in the world. We're, do, we're doing it. So <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if like you were always planning on moving. I wouldn't like do it now because of it or not do it now because of it. Yeah. Like stick. I would, is that good advice? Like stick with your, if you're going to move now, do it. Yeah, I think just do it. And there's always, you'll always figure out a way. But uh, it's definitely a seller's market. So it'll be great for you when you're selling your house. Definitely. And her other uh, 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 question and word that I want to uh, highlight is, was it strange? I think it was strange. Um, Yeah, but I think it was, honestly, I think it was kind of better. Strange and better. Then, How about that? Strange and better. Yeah, just because it was appointment only and nobody else was in the house. Like sometimes you don't want to be in the house with other people that are viewing it in an mm. open house or right. or this realtor trying to get you to sell it. Like it was literally just us and our realtor and it was really nice. But you'd have to get, you'd have to, you know, mask up. You got to get gloves on. Mm-hmm. Like I, we don't know what our real estate's, uh, our real estate agent's mouth is like because you always had a mask on. <laughs> that is such a funny like thing. <laughs> All these people we've been working with, I don't know what their mouths look like. It's, I have no idea what their mouths look like. I, I think it was like, like what before, do their chins look I like? I think it was like before bed one day, Joey was like, you know what? All these people that we have like these relationships with now and they were getting really close with, like, we don't know what any of their mouths and teeth look like. No, I, can you imagine if like you can picture it, but... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like very different lips than you thought or whatever. I'd be like, oh my, that's what you're, wow. But, but you know what? Amazing. I, we have had little peaks sometimes. That's true. Anyways, um, that's really funny. What were we talking about? I don't know. No, uh, uh, strange, like things that were strange. Oh, but as a seller, I think it's also nice because if you're a seller and you're doing an open house and you have a whole bunch of people walking in and out of your house, mm-hmm. you don't know who's coming in, who's coming out, if their shoes are dirty, at least now you can have like, Everybody coming in, they have to wear gloves, right. they have to wear a mask, and they can even put booties on if you want them to yeah. in your house. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a plus in yeah. a way. Um, but yeah, what was the question again? The question was wondering if we should move. So that's always that's a little bit like, are you were you always going to move now or or? I think these questions is kind of like you really have to follow your gut. Yeah. And just know that if you are going to move, you're probably going to make a little more money than you think. But then you're going to have to s- spend more money than you think. Right. 
Um, so really up to you. Yeah. My, I guess what I'm going to come back to is like stick with what your original plan. plan Yeah. The initial plan was like, if you were going to move this summer, do it. If you were going to wait until the fall, just stick with that. Like, don't do it because of the the pandemic yeah yeah i agree you know what i'm saying i think that's great advice nicely okay done. no nicely done to you no nicely done to no, you you <laughs> situation five are you ready yeah okay hi hi i'm submitting my story for the advice episode oh well you've come to the right place love you guys we love you so i've been in a wonderful relationship for about a year about a month ago my boyfriend i'll call him jim moved to another city for residency His parents came to help him move in, so I got to meet them. I was excited to meet them, but as soon as they were able to talk to Jim without me there, they began telling him they don't approve of our relationship, mainly because we are an interracial relationship. Oh my gosh. I cannot even believe that this is still a thing. My brain can't comprehend. All right, keep going. Yep. This was a surprise to me. Since I, admit, since I had met them many times over FaceTime during quarantine, and they were always very sweet and kind and never brought this up. Then they left, and my boyfriend and I have been doing long distance, which itself is challenging, but his parents have been calling him frequently to remind him they are not happy with our relationship, and they are even sort of threatening to disown him in a way. What? He seems, uh, he seems pretty conflicted about everything, understandably. He's equally wanting to be with me and to keep his close relationship with his parents. Pretty soon, he's going to go home for an in-person discussion about it. He's pretty much preparing for the worst because his parents are strong in their beliefs. I'm worried that if he tells them he wants to be with me, they will come down hard on him again and again. I feel bad that he's having this conflict because of me. And I wonder if you guys... It's not because of you, first of all. Yep. It's because of his parents. So don't ever say it's because of you. Yes. Nice. And I wonder if you guys have any advice about how we can navigate the situation as a couple. You guys are great. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for sending that in. First of all, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. They are wrong 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I'm just going to reiterate. It is not you. Yeah, it is definitely not you. And it's, uh, uh, I know it's very unfortunate because I mean, first of all, how old are you? Like, is this person, is this your forever person? Like, do you want to spend the rest of your life with this person? If this is somebody who you truly think that you're going to be with for the rest of your life, you want to be with them for the rest of your life, then you're going to have to go sit down with them and talk through this because like you're like, there is a lot wrong with these parents. They're wrong. They're so wrong that Mm -hmm. if this is not your forever person, then is this worth being in such a toxic environment? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but if it is, if you love this person so much and you want them to be in your life forever, yeah. Uh, can I, can I, sorry. Keep Your going. follow-up questions about the story. I, I was just gonna say, because this, cause he's close with the parents. So they're going to be in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be in their lives too, 
you're going to have to go sit down with them as well and, and hash this out, in my opinion. Yeah. Because if not, then I don't know how worth it this is oh. to just be in. It's not good for your mental health. You're already blaming yourself for this, and it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. N it is not good for your mental health. I was going to – how did the question – can you read it one more time, like, towards the end or – um. I wonder if you guys have any advice about how we can navigate the situation as a couple. Okay, as a couple. Okay, so so that's why I was saying. I you think go together and sit down with the parents if this is something that serious. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. No. I, I know I said the same thing three thousand times. <laughs> yeah, I think that they have to talk about this together, right. and they have to talk about it with the parents, and he needs to make the decision. Because it sounds like these parents, I mean, they're racist and that's mm -hmm. wrong right. and they need to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they need to agree to all go to family therapy. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it sounds like family therapy would be my advice. And if they don't agree on it and they're still racist. Yeah, let's assume they're not going to agree with the, if, on, on that. Then... I think he needs to make a decision and it, oh, it's, I see what you're it's saying. going to be hard. Yeah. Like he literally has to just say like, okay, well, the only I, I don't that, know. The only problem it's, with that then is he's get like, she should be the one who makes the decision in my opinion. Oh, of course. Like it's not like he shouldn't be the one to say to her, well, I'm picking my parents. No, I know what you're saying. Of like she should be the one to say, I want to make this work. I'm willing to go sit down with your parents and see if we can figure this out. They both have to make a decision, though, right. because I see what you're saying. She needs to figure out if this is what she wants to do or yeah, not. Yeah, but I see but even too, if she him. does agree right. and she makes a decision to stay, he needs to make a decision for her mental health. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. So if her decision is, I want to stay, stick this out. Right. He needs to watch out for her mental health yep. too, and he needs to make a decision. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he is. Like it, it's like he's being torn because at the end of the day, it's his parents. Right. Yeah. So my advice really is what you said: is you have to make a decision. Is this really what you want to put not only yourself through, but your future children through? Right. And your family through. That's that's it. So that's that you have to think of the big picture because when you do get married with somebody, it's and and you kind of marry the family too. Definitely. You need to think about all of these things. And yeah. you should talk about this with your family. How does your family feel about it? Great point. Both of you guys talk to your family. You talk to your family. He talks to his family. And then maybe you guys can all talk together. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, I think those are things you have to think about for yourself. Definitely, too. definitely. And another thing, yeah, I just want to add what you said before about if this isn't your person, yeah, if you just have some type of feeling that this there's something wrong, that isn't right, yeah. like some type of red flag, whether whether it's him or whether it's you that have that has that feeling, then. I don't think this is worth it at all. No. Nope. So follow that gut. Follow that voice in your head. Mm -hmm. And in your heart. And that's it. 
And good luck and best of luck to you. And I'm sending you so much love. Me as well too also. Situation six. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Situation six. I'm trying to do a Hamilton thing. I know what you're doing. Number six. But I... Oh, it's... No, no, no. Yeah. I recently moved 12 hours away from all of my family and friends. I moved in with my long-distance boyfriend. I've been anxious since then. It's been two months. I have an anxiety disorder, but since moving, it has gotten much worse. Any advice for getting acclimated to a new home and state would be appreciated. I don't feel like I live here yet, but like I'm visiting like I was doing for two years before moving here. Sorry if this was all over the place. Love you guys and everything you do. Hey, we love you too. Love you too. I know that feeling. (laughs) I know that feeling. I I mean, I I experienced it when I went went away to college. You know, I moved across the country mm-hmm. and I'm very close to my parents and my family. Yeah. And it was hard. And, I, you know, I, I have an anxious tendencies, you know, so my mind was like going wild over mm-hmm. there and then moving to L.A. after college. Same thing for me. It was finding a place that reminded me of people that I love or of home that. I would visit often, like daily. Like what? So, for example, when I got to the University of Arizona, you know, when I first got there, I was having a hard time. I was missing my family. I was so far away. I was so far away from home. Yeah. And I didn't really know anybody at that college. I had yeah. to meet all new people. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was at the beginning, it was uh, it was hard. And I found one night, I was walking back from, from a... Um, a theater uh, uh, from a rehearsal for a play. Mm-hmm. And I I went a different route and I, there was this walkway that had like trees and plants all around it and it had like lights. All, and I'd never seen this before. Uh-huh. And for some reason, it just reminded me of home or, or mm-hmm. family. It just, I felt like I'd been there before. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. It just felt comfort, comfortable. And it was like, this is, this is my new spot. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was like, okay, well, Every time I walk, I'm walking through here. And if I was having a tough time, I go there. I didn't know this. Yeah. And it helped. And then all of a sudden, then that street became comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. And then that coffee shop on that street became comfortable. And now the person working there knew my order and knew my name. And, I, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm starting to like feel like this is like my, this is my you, home. Because you kept like a routine. Yeah, I kept a yeah. routine. But it was like I started with this one spot. That I just would visit so often that yeah. all of a sudden it felt like home. Yeah. And in, in LA, a similar situation where there was an area. The a, nearby a par- park. The nearby park that I would go to. And and I, for, for that, it was like I, I went there with my mom when I moved here. Uh-huh. She, she came out here with me at first. And we would walk through there. Uh-huh. And then when she left, I continued doing it. And, and yeah. it just, all of a sudden, now that's, that place is like my second home. So yeah. I don't know if that will work. But yeah. it's just that thing, like whether it's finding a tree that's like, that tree reminds me of the tree in front of my grandpa's house. <laughs> I'm going to go to that tree all the time. And all of a sudden now that spot feels like home. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the street feels like it because you're going there all the time. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if that, does that, any of that make any sense? I mean, it makes sense from, like it makes sense for you. And I'm all, sure. All I can do is use and, my own. Right. And I'm sure it'll make sense for a, a lot of other people too. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Okay, good. So I think that's great advice. Okay. Um, 
I think that you need to have your own space in that home to make it feel your home, like your home. Like have a picture of your family right. in your nightstand. Have your own side of the closet. Oh, yeah, have yeah, your yeah. own. Um, you want to make it something that feel like you want to make that space kind of feel like your home. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of feel feel that because you moved into his home. Right. So like Joey and I, for example, we got a place together. He didn't move into mine and I didn't move into his. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that can can uh, make you feel like it's not your home. Also, somebody that doesn't have an anxiety disorder mm-hmm. right now is going through a tough time not being with their family, right. period. We right. are going through a pandemic. Yeah. Like a lot of people are going through um, anxiety issues whether they had them in the past or whether they're developing right now but it's a common thing and you're not alone and this is still a pandemic and not and i think what makes it even scarier probably for you is you know you don't know when you can go back Mm -hmm. just remember that it takes a while for your brain to make things a habit so you it's going to start feeling like home give yourself at least six months Call your parents. Yeah, it's only been two months. It's only been two months. Yep. Call your parents. Do Zoom, Zoom FaceTimes, I would say. I mean, Zoom calls with your family. Mm-hmm. Schedule them. Schedule like a Monopoly game night. There's like a great app where you can play Monopoly with your family and friends. Um, I think doing these things will help. Mm-hmm. And also remind yourself that this is temporary. The, the pandemic, the Spanish flu pandemic that happened lasted about two years. And that was a long time ago. Technology has advanced a lot. Mm-hmm. So that is going to, that is, this is going to pass just like everything does. It's a cycle, like everything does in our, in our planet and everything will be okay. And once it passes, you will be able to visit your family. And I think that is the best help I can give or thing I can say is just save up and make sure you visit your family because that's what Joey and I do because we both live without our family. Yeah. You brought up a good point and you reminded like what she said. It's only been two months. Yeah. It's going to feel like home. You need mm-hmm. to remind yourself that that is also your home. You you live there too. It's not like, that's not his home that you're visiting still. Right. You live there now. And you guys should talk about this. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because too. Because he might feel, he might feel still like it's his home and you're visiting. Yeah. Because all of the things in there are probably his. Yeah. He had the kitchen his way. Right. He has the bathroom his way. Yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah. Y- you Put your touch in there. Yeah, put your touch in there and say, okay, I want this in the kitchen here, this here, yeah. this. Uh, like, you have to yeah, feel... Balance. Like it's also your home too. Definitely. And you guys should definitely talk through this and um, come up with different ways that it can feel like it's also yours. Mm -hmm. Well said. You well said. Um, Do you think that's... Definitely. And I think it's great because she said home and state. So that's why I thought of the environment too. Like the environment around her home, outside. Yeah. So you answered the state part. I answered the state, you answered the home. Teamwork. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yes. Situation seven. Hi, Joey. Uh, oh, I have one more thing to add. Oh, do it. Also, remember, you're not stuck, okay? Right. If this doesn't work out, give yourself a year. Put it on the calendar. Say, I cannot. I am going to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick this out for a year and see how I like it. Mm-hmm. 
give yourself a year. And after a year, if you're not happy, if you don't like it, then you can leave. Remember, mm-hmm. you're not stuck. A lot of times humans feel like they're stuck when they're not. You can always just always have a savings. I always advise to keep some money saved up. So if you ever need to leave, you can do so. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure your family will be there for you. If for any reason financially you can't, you know, you can just ask them hopefully and they will help you out. But yeah, um, yeah you're not stuck. That's great. That's such a, a freeing realization to make. Yeah. Like once you like, re- oh, wow, I like it feels yeah. like the weight is lifted off your shoulders yeah. when you realize that that you're not stuck yeah. i've had situations great. where i nice literally felt like i was stuck and i and i didn't I, because i'm prideful i didn't want to ask for help you know for my family what and i know they would have in a heartbeat but i just didn't want to when i wanted to go back and visit for the holidays or whatever so i think that um yeah just remember you're not stuck situation 7 all right let's hear it this is the last one well, we got a ton more, but we are way over time. Okay. Um, do you want to make this the last one? We can do the rest of um, another episode. Should we do a part two? Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. If I, you like this, I don't know if you don't I'm a little like bit this. bummed, to be honest, because there were like, there were a bunch more situations I wanted to get to. Maybe we will do one. Okay. Let's hear seven. Okay. Here's seven. Hi, Joey. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm writing because of the theme of the new episode of the podcast. Here's my situation. I have a major in international relations, sociology, but I found out that I would rather dedicate my life to art. And in particular, I love musical theater and theater in general. Oh, Joey. Hey. But I feel that it's too much out of the path I have always followed. And also, I'm almost 26 and feel it's too late to start and just hope in something new. Also, I'm from Italy, and here it would be much harder than it seems in the U.S., but I'm also so scared of ending up working in an office, not that there's something bad about it, but what's your advice if you have one? Thank you both. You are always so inspiring. Also, this period is challenging for so many people, so I don't really feel alone in this feeling. It's just ugly to feel so lost. Hope my message is not too long. Sending so much love. So nice. Sending so much love back to you. Yeah. Okay, first of all. You go first. Okay, I'm just going to say, first of all, you're you're not even 20. You're 25. You're only 25 <laughs> years old. So it doesn't matter that you majored in international, whatever. If theater is really what you want to do, like really, like yeah. you crave it, like you uh-huh. need it, and it's the- You old, love it. You have to, you have to- love it if that's true it's not it's not too late by the way joey majored in this i, did. I just want to add this sure. like he has experience he his fine arts degree is in theater yeah i went to college bfa in acting uh, from a very rigorous uh, program mm-hmm. it was like if you wanted to do it you had to eat sleep breathe think about it do it all the time yeah same thing with art same thing. I mean, it's with everything. Exactly. Whatever it is you're going to dedicate, you need to love. So you found out. Okay. You you keep going. I I just was going to say you're 25. It's not too late. Yeah. So there are people in their fifties trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Yes. Throw that thought out. Let's, let's start without that thought. Yeah. But in terms of theater and acting, you know, if you're, you have to really, really, really want to do it because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of rejection that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that gets you through that every single time is just your love for it. So 
So you have to really, really love it. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you do, if that's true, um, when this pandemic is over, you have got to jump into acting classes like immediately. And, and you love musical theater, singing classes. You have to study for years, yeah. for years. And, and um, you're going to love it. If that's what you love doing. Yeah. I think in everything, there is going to be rejection. With art, like there's different forms of rejection. You do art and nobody likes it and nobody mm-hmm. buys it. And that's a rejection. But mm-hmm. you keep practicing and you keep getting better. Yeah. And, and you can start right now, even though you can't do a class. Like you can just jump on the internet and, and right now and research musicals and acting techniques. Uh, order books on Stanislavski. Um, study all of Stanislavski's techniques and, and methods um, read Chekhov plays, read every Chekhov play that you can possibly read. Listen to every musical. That's, that's great. Watch yeah. Hamilton on Disney plus, uh-huh. um, study as much as you can right now while you have this time. Yeah. At home. Like use the internet yeah, definitely. And, and you can find plays online. You can order any play you want from Amazon order, order every play. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know how many plays I have here, yeah, like yeah. read them all. Uh-huh. play all the different characters in them like with yourself just yeah. get so much experience reading scripts and plays um and if musical theater is what you want what you want to do learn the songs and sing them all in the shower yeah you know just do it non freaking stop yeah and um i think that's all I, that's all i gotta say but it's not too late yes and with your major that you had before it's still a great major. It makes sense, mm-hmm. right? It's what was it again? International relations and soci- sociology. Yeah, of course you can tie that into it. Totally. And if you know for sure you don't want to work in an office, then you, then don't work towards that. You have to work towards what you want in mm-hmm. life and write down your goals and figure out how you can get there. But whatever it is that you want to do, something I've learned is you really need to master it or you have to work on it every single day and night. And you're just going to keep getting better. You're going to keep getting deeper into it. You're going to start finding connections that mm-hmm. of, of people and places and plays you can go watch. And, mm-hmm. and by watching it and going to the classes, you're going to know somebody that's going to need somebody for a play and it's exactly just right. it just tie it just works out you don't have to figure out your whole life right you take have to just take the first time. yeah like Martin luther king like you yeah. don't have to see the whole staircase just take one step at a time yep. and it's all gonna fall into place but you have to take the right step in the right direction definitely so that's all i got to say about that well done well said you well said um all right well i hope this was fun yeah this was i fun. hope this was helpful mm-hmm. um your advice, you, your advice, you. no, let me just say, just give me a second here. <laughs> your advice is always so freaking inspiring and amazing. It's so yours, good. Yours. Your advice is so <laughs> good. Like I see these ahead of time. Like I see these situations ahead of time because I put them in the dock. So like I have time to sort of like, like stew in some of these. Like I've seen all these. Mm-hmm. You haven't. So you're just like, you're just, your instincts are so good. <laughs> Thanks. You're awesome. You just love me. I do love you a lot. I love you a lot too. You're um, the best. Your you. advice is great. This is literally Joey and I 24-7 during the day. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even kidding. It'll just be like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Or, you're so great. No, you're so great. Like if we heard, if we overheard us. We're like, oh my like, gosh. Uh, <laughs> all right you, enough we're I'm like arguing it. or who's gonna clean the kitchen yeah like no let me do it no 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 i yeah. want to do it no you stay on the couch <laughs> but i really i want to do it and i really want to do it too 
I already did it. Oh! I know you did. You did a great job. Thank you. It looks beautiful. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, hey, guess what? What? When the next episode, not this one, when the next episode airs, we're going to be in our new house. We're going to be in our new house. That's flipping We're going to be recording in the brand new studio. Holy shnikes. Specifically for this podcast. Holy shnikes. What is wow. it going to be called? The studio? Yeah. I don't know. Can you guys send in names? What should the <laughs> podcast studio be called? It's podcast studios. It's not, but it's your studio, I feel like. Joey's Joey's studio is terrible. <laughs> What's your studio called? Examination Studio. Well, we need names for these. Yeah. I don't know. The. The. If <laughs> <laughs> you guys only saw the this face. I got nothing. Uh, Very funny. All right. I think we're starting to get loopy. There's the yawn. It's past our bedtimes. This was so much fun. Thank you all for sending in your so scenarios and for you, opening up you. to us and for being vulnerable with us. I know. I feel like we bonded. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. I hope you have a wonderful week, day, morning, night. Um, sending you so much love. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>